Welcome to the latest episode of our Business in Focus podcast. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC, and I'm your host for today's episode. As autumn arrives, I've been struck by how much things have changed since the beginning of summer. Shoppers have begun to return to the high street, and pubs and restaurants have reopened their doors. Life is slowly starting to look a little bit more like what we're used to. In this episode, we'll be examining what recovery is going to look like for many businesses over the coming months. We'll take a look at how businesses can strategically restructure in response to new challenges, making the road to recovery as smooth as possible. To do just that, I'm delighted to be joined in our virtual studio by two experts from our business restructuring services practice, Steve Russell and Izzy Gross. Hi, Rowena. Hi, thanks for having us today. Thanks for joining both. So Steve, if I come to you first, the current environment really is unlike anything we've ever seen before, but what makes this situation different from say the financial crisis of 2008? I think there are a few things, Rowena. Um, the first thing is actually the severity of the of the drop. You know, it's uh, 6% across five quarters in 2008 versus sort of double that uh, in a very short period of time in 2020. Uh, but, but, but really there are some other differences that set this um, uh, recession apart the, from, from 2008. And the first thing is the famous credit crunch in 2008, which was really a liquidity crunch, uh, meant that there was just no liquidity. Uh, and that meant that the sort of options available to, to, to both companies and their lenders uh, were relatively limited. So it was very much a workout recession. Uh, that's very different this time. There is huge amounts of liquidity. The banks are better capitalized and they're, they're sort of uh, their funds waiting to invest. So we can expect rather than just a workout recess, recession to see a deals led uh, recovery as people look to involve uh, the deployment of that capital in, into different situations, both M&A and, and, uh, and recovery. And I'd also point to the just unprecedented level of intervention from the government. Uh, so you know, the, the furlough schemes, the big one, but the various loan schemes, the relief on taxation and the sort of restriction of ability to enforce um, eviction and winding up have all meant that actually uh, there's been a fairly sort of uh, unreal circumstance that has to unwind. And as we come into that period in autumn 2020, uh, then it's it's dealing with all those things as they unwind. That's very much. Uh, on our clients' minds. So so there's lots that can be done to prepare uh, as we do come into this period. And it feels like there's some good news there, and I'm sure a lot of people will be pleased to hear that things aren't completely out of their hands. And Izzy, maybe if I turn to you now, what does a good recovery strategy look like? I think, firstly, I'd say that actually probably no two roads to recovery are going to be the same, um, as each individual business and each individual situation will be quite different. But there are four key things that I guess um, every single business should be focusing on um, as they look at uh, positioning themselves for the weeks and months ahead. Um, number one is cash. It, it's always going to be cash. So without cash, basically nothing else matters. So the questions that any business should be asking themselves are really, do they have enough cash today, tomorrow, next week, next month? Um, and one of the things that we often see feeding into this is actually, do you have the systems in place in order to be able to properly forecast your cash? And if you don't, it's not something to be really worried about because we actually see countless businesses that don't have a good handle on that when we first become involved with them. But it is something that really, really does need to be focused on sort of today and something that should be focused, um, that should be sorted out as soon as possible. Um, I think the other things to look at around the cash are, do you have outstanding amounts that haven't been paid and that could start causing you concerns? 
So at the moment, there's a stay on winding up petition, petitions, which is expected to expire on the 30th of September, although there are uh, conversations ongoing that mean that this might be extended. Um, do you have investment that needs to be um, that needs to be available in order for you to reposition your business? Um, do you have one of the new government schemes that Steve's just mentioned and, and how are you planning on paying that back? Um, so really it is just bringing full focus back around cash. Um, the second thing is operations. And the really big question here is, are you trying to get back to normal or are you trying to get ready for some kind of new normal? And if there is a new normal that you're focusing on, what actually does that mean that your business is going to look like? So if your revenue has taken a hit over the last few months, which, you know, pretty much everybody's has, um, do you need to readjust your cost base? Um, if your market's changed, are you going to need to invest, as I've already mentioned, in areas in order to make sure that you're ready for that? And then what do those cost cutting initiatives and investment cases really look like? And going back to the cash point, how are you going to fund them? Um, the third big area that is always a focus is stakeholders because basically it's hard to get anything agreed if you don't have support from everybody um, that's important to your business. So you need to ensure that you've got clear and consistent communication with your wide range of internal and external stakeholders. So who does that include? It includes your employees. I mean, they have to be built into your vision. They have to be there right behind you, um, ready to go on your journey and help you deliver whatever it is that you're needing to do in order to um, position yourself for strength and growth. Your critical suppliers are going to need to be behind you, your key customers, and of course, your financial stakeholders, your lenders and your shareholders. And I would also add in here not to forget any defined benefit pension scheme that you might have as well, as we're seeing an increasing level of input from both scheme trustees and pension regulators in any restructuring situation. That's a really interesting and very helpful summary, and I think useful to think about it in those three areas. Um, so picking up on that point around stakeholders and obviously so many different stakeholders you've just outlined, how do you actually go about bringing those stakeholders with you and especially in some of those tougher conversations that might be needed? I think really you have to be open and honest with the stakeholders um, and make sure that you've got a really good story to explain what it is you're planning to do and take them on a journey with you in order to get there. And it's okay if you don't know everything yet. I think being open with your key stakeholders and, and kind of taking them on the journey, as I've already mentioned, really builds trust and is important to leading to their support when you need it. Um, as an ex-restructuring banker myself, I genuinely really valued management teams who gave me a heads up about something that was coming um, and who taught me through kind of potentially even one-to-one -one and what their plan was and, and how they're planning to deliver it. Because at the end of the day, any of your financial stakeholders are basically investing in you as a management team as much as they are around the business itself. But just to give a word of warning, there are going to be a lot of questions. Um, so make sure that you're really ready to have those conversations before you have them. Um, and again, as I've already mentioned, this is going to be increasingly important as the stay on winding up petitions and some of the other temporary measures that were introduced in the corporate insolvency and governance bill expire at the end of September or related date if it's extended. Okay, and I really like that point around, even if you don't actually know everything yet, just being really open and honest about that is so, so important. Um, can we touch upon the, the area that you mentioned around strategic mechanisms as well, Izzy? Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of my absolute favorite bits to consider um, because it often involves thinking outside the box and, and kind of some of the more technically complex tools. Um, things like strategic mergers or divestments, closing parts of your business so that you can focus on your core offerings, 
Um, all of that kind of area is, is great from a kind of strategic forward thinking um, and exciting way to get other members of your management team involved in what you're thinking about. Um, and I know that nobody likes the word insolvency, but sometimes using some of the new insolvency techniques are also gonna be really helpful for you. And over the last six months, the new corporate insolvency and government bills passed a couple of new um, schemes, the moratorium and the restructuring plan, which are aimed at helping businesses survive. Um, and I think if you're looking at doing any kind of major restructure of your business and operations um, or your finances, then actually they're, they're both really great tools to kind of look and understand. We're talking to countless companies at the moment about these. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of them over the coming few months and years. And we've already started to see a few in the press. OK, and I think it'd be helpful, I think, to move on to maybe some practical advice. We've covered a lot um, over the last few minutes. So if we move to, to advice for businesses that are looking to restructure based on those four key areas that you've mentioned, and maybe, Steve, if I start with you, what would be your top tips? So if I first of all, I will um, cover the four areas, but in true Eric Morecambe uh, style, I'll do them in a slightly different order. Um, if I think about a couple of overarching things, I completely agree with Izzy's point around um, the engagement early and openly with your stakeholders, but it equally applies to facing up to the situation sooner rather than later. Uh, and, and acting early in all of these areas is, is key. And secondly, it's uh, to consider them all together would be an overarching piece of advice. So don't just think, actually, if I only I fix this, then the rest will be fine. It is those operations, cash, my stakeholders, my restructuring, and potentially my mechanisms all at the same time that need to be considered. But just being specific, I think what's on people's mind operationally, you know, it could be as simple as how do I reintroduce furloughed staff uh, to non-furlough staff, and when I say simple, I mean it's a simple, simple to say, but, but very, very difficult potentially to do. Or it could be sort of, well, actually, my business model is is going to change so fundamentally. How uh, do I manage and change my cost base to meet uh, what I expect that business to to look like? Um, when we're thinking about cash, not only forecasting as as Izzy referred to, but actually, how do I get new cash into the business? Is that uh, divesting of assets is that actually looking to refinance or, or introduce new debt potentially equity into my business uh, so uh, 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 you know thinking about that early and getting your plans together and and alternatives uh, are absolutely in the best interest um the, the the point on financial restructuring i don't want to go over stuff is easy went over before but i would just add in that say look thinking about uh the resilience of your balance sheet as we go through the coming months and years uh, is going to be absolutely key. And then on those stakeholders, look, um, I would just reiterate that it's very, very common for people to sort of just narrow down the, the, the sort of stakeholders they're talking about. So they think about their lenders, they think about the equity. But actually, th there, is a, there is a need to think about stakeholders in the broadest sense. So my employees, my suppliers, my pension scheme, et cetera, as well as those, uh, those sort of traditional financial stakeholders. Uh, and to me, uh, thinking and acting early and having a plan for each of these is the absolute key. Yeah, I completely agree, Steve. I, I guess the other point that I would just emphasize again is around whether there are debtor-friendly insolvency processes that you could consider um, as well. And, and you don't have to be completely distressed in order to look at any of the stuff that Steve and I have already talked about. So I'm currently working with a non-distressed retailer 
um, believe it or not, a retailer who is non-distressed. Um, and uh, their view is that they're looking at all of these different options and, and the routes that are available to them in order to make sure that they're really, really ready for growth. Um, and they're in a really strong position in order to be able to go forward to that. So I think it's a, it's a great opportunity at the moment to kind of reconsider all things um, in this new and changing world that we're in. Thanks, Stephen Aziz, some great practical advice for our listeners there. To wrap up this episode, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? I've been in this restructuring business for over 25 years now. And in all my time, I would note that there are very few businesses that, that sort of get to the end uh, of, of any downturn and say, you know, I wish I had started later and gone slower. Uh, so I think whichever industry you're in, acting quickly uh, generally leads you to have more options available to be in charge of your own destiny. Yeah, I completely agree, Steve. I would say don't hide away from difficulties. Um, the sooner you look at the options, the more options you're going to have and the more likely you are to be able to consider them properly and then execute them. And also as well, I mean, it's quite scary, the restructuring word. We're used to dealing with these kind of situations and, and we're used to having these kind of conversations. But one of the things that I'm very aware of any time we go in and speak to a kind of new board or um, new group of directors um, that it is quite scary for them. But actually, I would say that everybody normally comes out with um, some kind of view around the fact that they've actually learned a lot about themselves, about the people around them, about their teams through these processes. And actually, they're not necessarily a bad thing, even if there is, you know, negative press that you sometimes get around insolvency, etc. Um, and I'd say as part of that as well, just don't underestimate how much stakeholder management you're going to need to do and how much you're going to need to bring people on, on this journey. You know, I mentioned some of the different um, uh, stakeholders that you'd need to involve previously, but getting your team motivated around it, getting your staff kind of energized behind this new vision, making sure that your banks are supportive, et cetera, um, is really always going to be the key to success. And, and the, the restructurings that I'm looking at at the moment and the companies that I'm working with, that's really one of the key things that we're, we're focused on. Um, and then good luck. Thanks so much, Izzy and Steve. So the key message is act now to recover. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode. If you'd like to find out more about our market leading restructuring capabilities, go to our website at pwc.co.uk forward slash services forward slash business hyphen restructuring. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with all of our latest episodes of this Business in Focus podcast series. Thanks, everyone, and speak to you next time.